Hello, this is Emily Gower, your host for your Extraordinary Life podcast, where my heartfelt mission is to inspire you to find your purpose, create the career and the life that you dream of, and truly manifest the extraordinary future that you deserve. Let's dive in and let's start the next episode where I'm going to be helping you to fulfill your soul's calling on earth and mastering the life that you desire. Hello and welcome to our next episode together. Now I hope you're ready because we are going to dive into the very personal and very intimate area of romantic relationships and more specifically in how we can attract a sustainable and fulfilling relationship into our life. Now, I believe that it is human desire, like it's an almost an innate within us to want to have somebody to share our life with so that we can be felt and seen and heard and understood and also be loved and to love the person in return. I believe we all have that desire for companionship in some way, you know, whether that is to create a family together or whether it is simply to experience life and see the world together. This is definitely a part of who we are as human beings. We are wired by, we're wired by a lot of things like adventure and security, but we are definitely prone to wanting this connection. And it's a beautiful thing. There is so much growth that can happen in the world of intimate relationships. But I also know that they are not always easy. And this is an area of life where I have probably experienced some of the most challenging and some of the most rewarding personal growth through many trials and tribulations. And to give you the the short version of this is that I went from really started, I started dating when I was a teenager, but I went from having really low self-worth in relationships to now having been in stable relationships for more than seven years. And essentially what had happened was I started out trying to change myself for the partners that I was with, or I would try to edit myself in some way in order to try to kind of land a relationship. And so, I mean, I sacrificed myself at different times, but I would essentially try to change the way I looked or I'd change a certain behavior or I'd try to hide a part of myself. I was trying to fit into this mold or this idea of who I thought I should be. And because I wasn't really being, I guess, fully authentic within myself because I wasn't willing to be myself, I attracted a very long line and I mean like 15 years worth, uh, a very long line of very colorful relationship dynamics. Uh, You can just ask my mother about that. (laughs) She'll tell you that she had a front row seat to this area of my life. But um, I was cheated on. I even cheated on different partners. I attracted men that were unavailable. I flew across the world for men that, a man, one in particular, that perhaps didn't really value me at the time. Uh, And I was kind of desperate, you know, deep down. I wanted to be loved like so, so, so much. And I was looking for that in this area, but the irony was I wasn't really willing to love myself. So I had a lot of trouble all the way through like late teens, all the way through up until my late twenties of attracting, you know, stable, stable being the key word, but stable, sustainable, sustainable relationships with partners where I actually was lit up from within, like where I really was ignited and felt that I could be all of myself as a woman. Like I had a lot of trouble attracting that. Now, I do want to share this particular moment because this is where it changed for me. This is where I went from having a lot of trouble finding my mate to having a stable relationship where I know I'm with the right man. Like, I just know it. We've been more than three and a half years together. Um, He's absolutely my counterpart in this life and I absolutely adore him. But this is the turning point for me is it was back in 2016. So at the time I was probably uh, 28 or so years old and I was visiting London 
and I'd been there doing doing business, but also experiencing London for the first time. And I absolutely fell in love because London's amazing. And at the time I had met and was very briefly dating um, a Saudi Arabian man and he was from quite a wealthy family and he was interested in having children. Now he already knew that I didn't want to have children because I had expressed that. And for me, this is just not being a very strong desire in myself, right? So I had made that decision internally that I didn't want to have children. And he already knew this, but he decided, I think, that he was going to push this particular issue with me because there was no no doubt about it. We had some chemistry. In fact, I would say for him, it was part of his family obligation, You know, especially coming from a family that had wealth. He sort of had a responsibility, right, to produce an heir, I would imagine. So because of this, you know, I remember one night I was laying in bed with him and he literally asked me point blank if I would have children. And he said to me, and this was a question he asked me, he said, if you were to get pregnant in eight months time, uh, what would you do? And he was essentially asking me in a very blunt way if I would have bought that child. And I remember I was laying there, I was so vulnerable. I mean, I was basically naked in this man's bed. And I remember thinking to myself, it was such a profound turning point. I thought to myself, I can't lie to him. I can't, I can't lay here and say to him, oh, of course I would keep the child. And yes, I want to have this big family because I realized I would be cheating on myself and that would be worse than anything else. And so I told him very politely that that wasn't my path in life. And even if it is later down the road, it was definitely not the time for me to have children. And then he said, he actually followed up and said, would you abort one life to save a thousand? Very intense question. He was a very intense guy. He was, he was awesome, but just not my fit. And I said to him, yeah, I probably would at this point. And so it was a really, a really significant turning point for me because, you know, beside the fact that he told me what his plans for me were, I really had the opportunity to get so aligned in the area of relationships. And the children topic had become so important, especially in my late 20s. I couldn't just date someone freely without having that conversation. It became a part of, I believe, my responsibility and also my maturity as a woman to myself and the world around me to own that and declare it comfortably. So this was the profound epiphany for me that I didn't want to sacrifice myself for my partner and I really would prefer to be single and following my own path than lie to my partners or change myself in some way to be someone that I wasn't. And this was a major revelation for me because suddenly I saw that I had been holding back on who I really was and not being entirely honest with my potential partners about who I was and how I wanted to live my life and what was important to me. Now, here's the thing, and this is what I absolutely love. That was a big moment for me. And two weeks later, I returned to Australia and within another two weeks, I met my next partner and we were together for three and a half years. And then basically there was a beautiful transition between him and my current partner. I haven't even been single for one day in the last seven years plus. I have been loved and revered by both of these two amazing men who absolutely had a harmonious relationship between them. Like that was perfectly fine. And I found partnership, truly stable relationships with the right person, particularly my current partner. My previous partner and I, I think were a little bit more platonic, platonic than romantic, but he played an amazing role in my life. And Michael, my current partner, he's extraordinary. And the relationship that we have is the one that I was dreaming of for so many years to have a man that really got me, that understood me, that was willing to embrace all of me, even the areas where I'm not comfortable embracing myself. He embraces me for that. And that goes two ways. I just love him for who he is at his core. 
And this was huge for me, like a massive transformation from where I started, where I was terrified to have a partner. I was scared to live with somebody. I was really into like independence and I was into my strength to the point where I wasn't really willing to be soft and vulnerable, right? So I'd kind of gone in the other extreme and go, well, I don't need a man. But deep down in my heart, that was never really true. I always wanted a partner, but I wanted the right partner. So I didn't feel that I was sacrificing myself for this person. And so this was the breakthrough moment for me that changed everything was the realization that above all else, I wanted to be true to myself because I realized that literally no man, no partner was ever going to be worth giving up on my life dream for, no matter how handsome or wealthy or successful they might be at first glance. You know, this was the moment when my love for myself became greater than the love that I'd felt for anybody else. And I lovingly tease my partner and I say, you know, you're number one after me. And I think that's incredibly healthy. And I expect the same of him. We step into our dharma. He loves the word dharma. So I use that one. He lo- we step into our dharma and we're true to ourselves first and foremost. And we, when we met, both of our personal cups were very full. So we were already in that space of self-love when we met. And because of that, we weren't in this relationship to be codependent or to try to get fulfillment from each other in a way that we couldn't already provide for ourselves. We were looking for somebody to share the journey with. And that was the distinction that has changed this relationship profoundly. So having the self-worth to know who you are, to know what you truly want, and to be able to walk away from the relationship dynamics that don't serve you or the relationships where you just know that it's time to go. This is so important. And that profound shift in your relationship with yourself is completely enough to change the trajectory of your intimate relationship. In fact, it is that self-love and that commitment to your life first and foremost, to yourself, your heart, your mind, your body, above all else, that is what attracts this partner. If you are not on your path, if you don't know what your purpose is, if you are unfulfilled, then you're probably going to attract relationships that aren't quite right for you or they'll be a little bit more challenging And even if it is the right person, that feeling in you that you need to get on your path, decide who you are, figure out what you want, set your own goals, that feeling is not going to go away because first and foremost, you are in a relationship with yourself. So we need to do everything we can to empower that. See, when we don't feel fulfilled in who we are, we don't value who we are, we have low self-worth, maybe we believed somebody else when they told us we were worthless, whatever that might be, when we have that and we try to change ourselves for others, it never works. And I mean, it never works. I noticed through different relationships that I had that every time I try to change myself, inevitably, and usually within a short period of time, I would come back to myself, the relationship would end, and I would get back to who I really was. And I'd come back into my heart, start doing what I loved again, and I'd move forward. And after probably three or four times of doing that, I figured it out. It's like, oh, okay, I can see what's going on here. I keep cheating on myself. (laughs) And then I manifest the guy cheating on me for me to get out of the relationship and get back to being who I am. So there's just that understanding. If you try to change who you are, you'll end up being yourself again. And if you try to change your partner to try to make them more of what you want them to be, they will ultimately end up being more of who they are anyway. So this is why that freedom to sit authentically in who you are, to embrace and love yourself for where you're at, to be present on your journey, to have your own goals, your own path, your own plan, I guess, mapped out in front of you and to be you know, devoted to yourself above all else with that deep love, not in a selfish way, but in a healthy way. 
Having that is crucial because that is what attracts the person who also has that healthy relationship in themselves. This is so important. When we are unfulfilled and then we start to get these, uh, you know, expectations on the other person, like they're going to fulfill me and they're going to fix everything. And if I could just find the right partner, then my life would be great. That's dangerous territory because now you're putting a lot of pressure on something that is to a large degree actually unpredictable and is not necessarily something that you can plan down to the detail. So this is why, you know, with my partner and I, and I would be like this, by the way, no matter whether I'm single or whether I'm with someone, I know that my first responsibility is to take care of my business. It's to take care of myself, to take care of my health, to keep building my financial wealth, to grow my career, to make sure I'm fulfilled. I know that this is the most important thing above all else and the same for him. And if I see him off that path, I'll tell him, and he feeds it back to me. You know, there's a growth cycle in the relationship. It is so important. That was the big distinction for me was when I realized I cannot cheat on myself in order to fulfill this partner or to continue this relationship because I don't want to be alone. Right? These are some of our deepest issues, I think, that we need to work through if we are going to attract the right person. So in order to attract this in yourself, and I hope that this inspired you and touched something in you to say, hey, Maybe I need to work a little bit more on myself. Great. Here's some things that you can do, I believe, that will help you to get into that energy of attraction to draw the right person in. And the first one, and there's actually five things I'm going to suggest. The first one is to be very clear about not only the type of partner you want, but also the type of relationship that suits you and that is authentic for you. Now, a lot of people say, okay, you can write a love list of what you want in your partner. And I did that. In fact, if you saw my list, if you ever ask me to show you, I can show you my list for the relationships. It was pretty intense. I designed my partner down to the type of skin I wanted him to have, the type of hair color. I was so picky. I'm actually, I actually laugh at myself and go, you're a bit of a diva, but you know what? I got like 98% of it in him physically. It was quite amazing. Um, he's, he's beautiful. I say, I say that uh, the universe put him in nice packaging. <laughs> he's got a beautiful heart, but not only do you have that, that, um, I guess, the partner list of the qualities you want them to have. But I think it's important also to distinguish what kind of relationship you want. And this is the dynamic of the relationship between you. So qualities like how much time you're going to spend together. Are you going to live together? What are you going to do in your time? So you can define that relationship. So the first one is to be very, very clear. Be realistic. This requires you to know yourself, not to get into a fantasy about what you think the relationship will be, but to get very clear on what actually lights you up. Number two is to be very clear in your communication around that relationship with yourself and with your potential partners. Just like I did back in London with this Saudi Arabian man who was, you know, absolute blessing, by the way, he was beautiful. And he opened the door for me to get into the relationship I really wanted. So he was a blessing. But just like I did back then, it's about being willing to voice it and speak your truth. Like if your partner says, would you move out of the city into the sticks with me or vice versa? And that is not who you are. You've got to be willing to say that doesn't suit me. This is not the kind of life that I want for myself and be okay letting go of that. Right. So that's actually number three is to be willing to let go when it's not for you. If you are holding on to relationships or ideas of relationships or ex-partners where you know deep down this is not really the relationship for you, then you are cluttering the space and you're actually slowing down the manifestation of the relationship that you want for you. So you do need to be willing to let go. And I understand that can be difficult when you've had 
a history with somebody or when you've been really attached, you know, with Chris, who was my partner before Michael, and we were together, you know, three and a half years. Uh, I, re I realized in the end, I was not so much afraid of losing the intimate relationship because as I said, we were probably more friends in the end, but it was more that I didn't want to lose the friendship. And so once we clarified that, we were both able to move on. He's now been in a stable long-term relationship with someone else who's probably a better fit for him and vice versa with my myself and Michael. And so there was a respect around it when you have that courage just to let go and have faith that this relationship you really want, it is coming. And it was 100% within the realm of possibility that you can have this in your life. So, so important. That is step number three is to be willing to let go. The fourth thing you can do, and I already touched on this a little bit, but it's so important for me to reiterate this, is that you continue to master your own life. When we get infatuated with relationships, we get distracted. You know, when you meet the person, you go, oh my God, he's the perfect guy. <laughs> he's everything and she's amazing. And you kind of put the person on a pedestal and you blow them out of proportion a little bit. That can absolutely have a detrimental impact if we let it distract us from mastering our own life. So this means staying grounded, no matter whether you're single, um, staying focused, no matter what is going on in your relationship area of life. And doing the work to continue to process your own emotions, to build your career, to set your goals, create the life you want for you, and then let the right partner step into that circle with you, right? Not the other way around. Don't try to sacrifice your life for them or bend your life for them. Master your life and let the right person come in. It's like two oak trees standing really powerfully alongside each other. That's what we're aiming for. And number five is to every single day, to continue to deepen and strengthen your relationship with yourself. And I believe that no relationship on planet Earth can fulfill you the way that your relationship with yourself and your purpose can. And I say that having experienced truly heart-opening, humbling love, especially with my current partner, I know what it is to be loved. I know how that feels. I've just got goosebumps all over my body. I've had tears running down my face in moments where I felt so loved. And even in that, the relationship with myself and my purpose still somehow supersedes this in, in the way that it fulfills me in just such a unique, different, unique way to intimate relationships. This is my first relationship before anything else. You know, we spend a lot of time sometimes, I think, trying to find our other half, you know, in a spouse or filling our space and time with other people, like hoping that we're going to meet the one. But deep down, we need that internal connection first and foremost. Relationships do come and go. Even if you've been with your partner for 50 years, relationships are still another aspect of your life. They're not your whole life. So it's about having that healthy connection with them and making sure that you're making that effort to invest in your own personal growth. You know, you are on a path of evolution. You have a purpose to fulfill. Relationship is a bonus on that journey. And you can achieve so much more than you could possibly realize right now. With that deepening level of devotion where you are willing to go the distance for you, where you are willing to treat yourself the way you want to be treated. And I mean that in a sense of behaviorally, but also the things you're willing to do for yourself. You keep nourishing that. That's how you attract people on the outside. They treat you the way you treat you. So how is your relationship with yourself? Are you mastering your life? Are you holding on to relationships that maybe or the possibility of relationships that are potentially not really for you? This is about coming deep, deep, deep into that personal space because relationships like this, they are personal. This is the person that talks to you behind the scenes of all your work. The person that sees all sides of you, all parts of your body, all parts of your life, probably. 
if you're willing to share with them everything, which I mean, I do with Michael, he knows where I'm at. He knows how much money I have. You know, there's not many people that do. I don't talk to, I don't talk to many people about that. My mom is aware of it because I work with her in business. My accountants are aware of it. Um, Wealth advisors are aware of it and Michael, and that's it. So this is the person that is behind the scenes with you, you know? So we need this to be such an authentic relationship. Don't settle for anything less than the relationship that truly compliments you, where you bring out the best in each other. And that can only happen when you're bringing out the best in you, when you're standing in your truth, when you're honoring yourself, no matter how hurt or wounded or jilted or cheated on you felt or you've been in the past, you have to have the courage and the willingness to lean forward, leap forward in your own life and let the right partner come to you. You don't need to sacrifice who you are to find a soulmate. Your other half is not missing and you are already whole and complete. And truthfully, no one knows you the way that you do. And you're the person you spend your entire life with from birth to death. So you keep working on that relationship every day, remembering that you're actually never alone in this universe. You never have been, you never are, and you never will be. And if you have the courage to keep following your true north, instead of heading off in some other direction every time, you know, there's a, there's a prospective partner on the path, then you will discover a love deeper than anything you could have imagined. And the love that you feel with that right partner, when they show up at the right time, at divine timing, that will be an enhancing, it'll enhance everything else that you already have and you already feel. So big conversation about relationships, really important. As I said, a huge area of personal growth for me. Some days I can't actually believe how far I've come because I felt so small. I felt so worthless. I let partners cheat on me. I let partners do things to me sexually that I did not really want. You know, I really came from that place of very low self-worth and self-respect for myself as a woman. And when I look at my relationships today, it almost brings tears to my eyes because of how fulfilling this area is in terms of where I've been in the last nearly a decade now. I'm actually very impressed. <laughs> you know, I'm quite impressed. But I also know the sheer amount of personal growth and work and reflection that went into that, into mastering my life, into finding out who I was, into being true to that above all else. So I know that it is possible to go from being single, feeling lost, dating the wrong guys or the wrong girls. I know what it is to go from that to finding your right person. And I know it is possible for you. So don't give up that great love that you're looking for. It's already within you. It's already around you. And I'm absolutely sure that the love you're seeking in a partner, with a partner, and that you want to share with a partner is already on its way to you. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Your Extraordinary Life. I can't wait to share even more inspiration with you in our next episode. If you would love even more guidance to help you to create your extraordinary life, then be sure to follow me on other social media platforms, including Instagram and YouTube, and of course, Facebook, so that I can share with you daily inspiration and tips and wisdom that is going to inspire you to live boldly in pursuit of your purpose. If you type me in as Emily Gower, G-O-W-O-R, on any of these platforms, you will find me. And I would love to hear from you, even if you have some feedback and let me know which one of your podcast episodes was your favorite. I can't wait to connect with you again soon. See you in our next episode.